You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. Welcome to Living with Intention, a program about how we choose to live in the world around us. I'm Fred Hollis, and today we are at Boomerang Bags Sewing Bee at Eluka Reserve, Kiama Downs. We're going to explore the background to Boomerang Bags, why they are important to the environment, and talk to some of the people who volunteer here each week. Volunteers at Kiama Boomerang Bags make and distribute reusable bags to local markets and shops to help end single-use plastic bag consumption. Bags are made from donated, recycled fabrics that would otherwise end up in landfill. Kiama Boomerang Bags was formed in March 2017 and is supported by R3, Reduce, Reuse, Recycle Kiama, which aims to develop and support sustainability projects focused on reducing waste in the Kiama municipality. Boomerang Bags is actually a worldwide movement aiming to connect communities, diverting waste, starting conversations, fostering sustainable behaviour and having a bit of fun. They've made 522,000 bags worldwide, there's 1,145 local communities and they've saved 182,000 kilograms of materials that would otherwise have been diverted to landfill. So let's meet some of the volunteers. Firstly, Karen Fowler is the coordinator of Kiama Boomerang Bags and will tell us about herself and introduce us to some of the volunteers. G'day Karen, how did you get involved with Boomerang Bags? I just retired and moved to the area, moved to Kiama. So I was looking for volunteer work and things to get involved in. And I'd seen it advertised and seen it at the markets and thought, I can't go along and see how it works. And the ladies were very welcoming, quite a mixed group. And it just felt comfortable and enjoyable thing to do with not too much commitment. Just a nice thing to come and do and socialise as well as doing something. And doing something that was for the environment as well. I just liked the concept. How long ago was that? Yeah, a bit over three years ago now. What's the process for boomerang bags? What from the materials being donated to the distribution of the bags? Anybody in the community donate fabric to us. A lot of bed linen, things like that, that people, when they're cleaning out their grandpa's house and they find all the fabric stash, a lot of that comes here rather than to go to landfill. That's the concept, stopping things going to landfill. We repurpose it here at the shed. We work here every Wednesday, Thursday. Ladies come along and just sew, so different shape and size bags. And then we have a group of different retail outlets here, a lot of the shops that support us, sell them through the shops and say buy them in town. And then we go to the farmer's markets on Wednesdays. Again, we support through there. And so we were delivering free borrow and bring back bags through the Kaima to keep that stock up to get that as a plastic-free market. That's been successful and happened. And now we go down there and sell bags for $4. Great concept. So, yeah, we're trying to work on anything we can stop going to landfill and being repurposed if it can have another use, a second use, and stop people needing to buy plastic bags or, or something like that just for, can be made out of repurposed fabric. A bit more personal a bit more homemade. (laughs) How long on average does it take to make a bag? We never try to make people rush. You take as long as you like and do it how you want it. So sometimes we have sort of somebody might do the handle, somebody might cut out. It's a bit of a production line. Or some people choose that they want to start a bag from start to finish. Usually one person could make two or three bags every morning here easily with just having morning tea and having a bit of a social as well. Generally, we've got majority, say about 10 of our ladies here on a morning together and we're really into it because we've got a purpose to make so many bags or whatever. We could turn out 40 bags in a morning. We've had days like that. 
get a team of people going and then you can just chat out quite a lot. But if you want to have a bit of fun and just socialise and dress up a bag and spend time matching fabrics and doing something different, you might only make one bag in the morning, that's fine. Now, what's your background? Certainly wasn't in, in sewing no. or anything. I worked as a state before I retired. I was in public land management. Oh, okay. Worked out of Newcastle across the state as well. So you didn't have a background in sewing as such? No. My mum always was sewing. My mum's mum was a dressmaker in her younger days. Made hats and dresses and whatever things. Mum always sewed because I'm one of, one of eight but seven girls. Always would be up after dinner of a night yeah. sewing to all hours of the morning, yeah, yeah. making outfits for us. And So we were all taught to sew. When in my early days I sewed clothes for my kids when they were little but just got cheaper to buy things than to, to make things, buy oh, yes. and, and make things. And that's what's happened for most people a lot of that sewing just disappeared but now I think it's coming back people are interesting in learning how to to sew and and to craft and to do all those things in hand a lot of that's happened because of COVID isn't it people are just reassessing they want to know how to knit the crochet they want how to spend times and make things it's a bit more organic for them and and that's what we're finding with this for a lot of people that may have never sewn oh I can't come to the shed because I don't sew so you don't have to sew, you can cut out or you can iron or whatever, there's always a job. Mm. You can make the morning tea, you know, it doesn't matter. And then gradually over time they start to realise that, oh, oh yeah, I can sew. You know, you can just sew this straight line and then we'll show you how to do that. And there's always other women here that ex-teachers, yes. or high school, so they've got all the skills, know how to manage all the machines or fix up anything that you might have done wrong or you have a problem with your machine, so they can do all the maintenance. And So we've got quite a mixed group that supports one another. The only other thing I was going to say, can you make a mistake while sewing a bag? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and is, and is uh, cursing or swearing encouraged or supported? We have a little bit of that occasionally. We have a bit of a laugh and then we, yes... Everybody knows when they've... <laughs> so that's it. But, yeah, all mistakes can be fixed usually as well. And it's not an... And that's how you learn from your mistakes. They always told you that, didn't they? they kids, did. And we've got they to remember did. that. And yeah. So it is. So we'll have a lot of fun making mistakes. Well, thanks so much, Karen. That's been brilliant. Yeah, thanks for your interest as well. org. And our next guest is Glynis Watson. Glynis, I wonder if you could tell us a bit about yourself. I'm a retired teacher. Sewing is my passion, so I'm involved with Boomerang Bags. It's an outlet. We're us that have a lot of fun. We do a lot of talking and some sewing. We make bags using recycled fabric. It doesn't go to landfill. We do use new fabric, but we don't buy it. We're not allowed to buy stuff. Whatever we can do and whatever we can make, and we go to the markets and we've got shops in town that sell them. Council supports us with this building and their roadside pickup. They find us machines. Find old sewing machines. How many sewing machines are here now? Six ordinary ones, but we've also got some in the cupboard over there. And we've bought these commercial ones. Old. They're old, but they're... Still functional. Yeah. How long have you been involved with doing this boomerang bags? I've only been involved for about three and a half years. When my husband passed away, I wanted something to do, so... How often do you do it? Just the once a week? Twice a week. During lockdown, I made heaps and heaps of bags because it kept me busy. Yeah. (laughs) What do you like most about volunteering for boomerang bags? gives me something to do. You meet new people. We have a lot of chatting and a bit of fun and occasionally we go out for dinner or something like that as a group. It's a big age range. We had one bloke, but blokes are welcome. Now, I've heard that sewing is cheaper than therapy. 
Does that sound right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Well, for me, anyway. Yeah, that's right. Can you describe the sort of bag you're making now? They're basically market-sized bags was how we started supplying mm. to the markets, which we still do. We used to supply them and they were borrow and bring back so people at the market could borrow one and then bring it back the next week. It's about 4,000 or more, we reckon, out in the community that we've made that have never come back. Right. So they're not boomerangs. Yes, that's right. Okay. <laughs> they're just plain fabric bags with a couple of handles and we make them according to the size of the bit of material, basically, that we've got. So this is material that's been donated. People clean out their cupboards and find patchwork fabric they haven't used. We use dunas and sheets and all that sort of stuff. We use anything we're given, basically. Right. And the bags that are in front of me, one of them's got different coloured polka dots. Yes. And the other one has got several pictures of Dory from that movie Finding Dory. It's got a nice red handle on it and red top and it looks really beautiful it's for kids it's beautiful smaller bag but that's for kids yeah it's beautiful um, and is it the same design yes it's a standard design yeah it's just a a rectangle a label goes on them so that it's known and people know that we recycle them we don't charge a lot for them four dollars we've also got them in some of the shops who want to promote the idea so they sell them for us they don't make a big profit or anything on them they're just happy to have them so how long would it take to make a bag like that one with dory half to three quarters of an hour depending on how much cutting and stuff that we have to do can you make a mistake while you're sewing of course you can (laughs) and we uh, try not to unpick but sometimes it happens (laughs) is cursing and swearing encouraged no (laughs) (laughs) one of our ladies made us some badges which say shut up and sew right okay it it doesn't always happen (laughs) well thanks glennis for your time this morning it's been very enjoyable that's all right and now we're talking to ann greaves one of the boomerang bag ladies we moved to Hamara a bit over four years ago and just after we moved here somebody pointed out this boomerang bag advert they're going to start in Kiama and I thought what a good way to meet some people and do something I love because I really enjoy sewing and I'm quite passionate about you know, reducing the amount of plastic in the environment so that's why I came along. And you had a sewing background all your life? I learned to sew, my mum sewed, I used to sew all my own clothes, all the kids clothes, all that sort of stuff. So what do you like about coming to these sewing bees with all these other ladies? It's just a, an enjoyable morning. It's, it's casual, it's social. You meet people, you're doing something worthwhile, doing something you enjoy, creating something that's going to help other people and have a good time at the same time. You were just making something. What were you making handles? I was just doing handles, yes. We, we, we rip the fabric where possible because it's quicker and greater and neater than cutting. And we rip the size, you know, certain sizes and then we fold them double and iron them and then they get sewn. So we have big piles of handles in different colours ready to match to different fabrics to, to make the bag. Can you make a mistake while you're sewing a bag? Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely when you're talking too much. <laughs> and is swearing and cursing encouraged or supported? It's, it's supported. It's, it's allowed. We call them sewing words. Sewing words? Yes, especially when you sew through your finger. <gasps> Ooh, does that happen very often? <laughs> not very often. I couldn't imagine that swearing would be that severe anyway. <laughs> no, really it's could. not. Well, that's all I needed to ask. Have you got something else you'd like to say? It's just a good thing to do and we're trying to encourage everybody in the community to say no to plastic bags and keep reusing non-plastic alternatives. Well, thank you very much, Anne. That was very enjoyable. Our final guest today is Robin Nightingale. Hello, Robin. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? 
I've been coming to Boomerang Bags for probably two years that I started coming here after I'd finished working. I taught at TAFE for many years as a fashion teacher, teaching dressmaking and hat making and anything basically to do with the needle and thread. And it was sort of, yeah, something that was in my field of work that sort of also had an outside community use. Where were you doing your TAFE teaching? I finished in Nowra. Mainly I was in Nowra for the last probably 25, 30 years. How many students would you normally have at a TAFE class in fashion? We used to have a maximum of about 15. They don't run that anymore. It's all been canned. That's why I don't work there anymore. They, they closed all the fashion sections down and I was there for 25 years yeah. part-time. Some things come to an end, unfortunately. But you people at Boomerang Bags would be happy to have someone like you here to help. What do you like most about volunteering with Boomerang Bags? Well, just the community spirit and its socialisation as well, apart from the fact that we're making something that's useful and getting rid of some waste that would have otherwise been more landfill. It's just sort of a bit of a combination of a few things. It's a nice group that we all work together and get on together. And Do you come just the once a week or twice a week? Usually twice, yeah, yeah. usually Wednesdays and Thursdays. Someone said that sewing is a cheaper form of therapy. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we joke, you know. One lady's often there, but she'll come and it's morning tea time. Only come for the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe the bag you're making now and how long does it take to make? Well, most of us don't really make a bag from scratch. Somebody might be cutting them, somebody else might sew the seam, somebody else will overlap, and then they just sort of get, we do them sort of in batches, sort of a bit like you would if you were working in an industry where, you know, they'll just sort of, one part will be done on one sewing machine and then you pass on to the next person that does the next part on the, the next sewing machine. And do you swap roles around? Oh, it's just a case of what needs doing you do. I do a lot of the overlocking that some of the ladies don't feel as comfortable on the industrial overlocker, so I do a lot of that, but in general, we, yeah, we sort of swap around. Nothing's anyone's particular job. Do people teach each other how to do bits and pieces? Yeah, we, a couple of times we've had a couple of people come down. There was a fellow from Inkayama that one of the ladies knew that he came out. He wanted to know how to sew. And If somebody new comes in, we'll sit through and go through with them where they will make a complete bag from scratch so right. they can see what the whole process is. Some people prefer to do certain parts over others. So it's just a case that we just work with each other as to who, who's there and who wants to do what. Thanks, Robin. Enjoyed your company and landed there. Okay, thank you. <laughs> And that brings to an end this episode of Living With Intention. I'd like to thank our guests from Boomerang Bags Kayama, Karen Fowler, Glynis Watson, Anne Greaves and Robin Nightingale. Boomerang Bags welcomes all comers and no experience is needed. If you require further information, please contact Karen Fowler on 0459 842 184. And all I've got to say now is, so endeth the lesson. That's the end of our program today, but if you'd like to request a specific subject to be discussed, please let me know by emailing me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'd be very interested in hearing from you. I'm Fred Hollis. Join us next time for Living With Intention. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kaima Community Radio.